Thank you. All right. Last week was very easy. Do you remember? I gave you the... Really, in about one sentence, I gave you what I was going to speak about in case you was a little bit tired and needed to have a sleep. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, this week's going to be the opposite. All right? This week, you're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to use your brains. And uh, you're going to have to tune in. Because we want to, we want to cater for, for, you know, the broad spread of people. You know? And those of you that want that sort of... Uh, you know, stimulation of the brain. You don't want just me to give you one sentence and then go asleep. No, you want something a bit more than that. So we cater for everything. All right. Uh, let's start off uh, with you doing a little bit of work. We're going to talk about mindsets. What the heck do we mean about mindsets? Worldviews. Worldview. How you think? Default position, yeah. Filter, yeah. A bit louder, a bit louder. Yeah, good. And now I'm beginning to think I best sit down. We've. <laughs> Put me blinkers on. Your blinkers on. Yes, that's a good way of saying it, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I should have come to you first instead of having to labour through all this. <laughs> all right. Uh, remember last week we spoke about that secret process of God that takes place in the difficult times if we enter through the gate of thanksgiving. God works out his purpose. We can't see it. We don't necessarily know what's happening. But as we enter through that gate, God works what he has uh, determined and ordained to do it. So today we're going to look at a, another process which kind of happens, it's not visible, it's kind of, it's hidden, it's sort of behind the scenes, but it's just as much God at work amongst us. And I want us to understand what we're talking about and then see how God does it um, and get some clues as to what's necessary in that last week, we learned that the outcome um, in difficult times, difficult times can make us better or can make us bitter. Uh, it's it's whether we use it in the purpose of God as uh, what He has and He takes us through. So, here's my fundamental position: nothing changes until the mindset changes. Now, I'll go into a bit more detail about mindset, but if you've listened, if you've hoped to hear a different one said, already, pretty good description. But nothing changes until the mindset changes. You can change your address, you can change your clothes, you can change your job, but nothing in, in reality in you actually changes until the mindset changes. These other things, they're... They can make some difference, but they're not as powerful as that thing of mindset. That's where things really, really happen. So let's have a little look at a scripture verse. I'm looking at Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. I want us to see that this is not a kind of... You know, we live in a world where there's all sorts of uh, 
uh, I don't know whether you call them self-help things. Uh, uh, I call it um, learning to do cartwheels of the mind. But it's, it, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about what God will do as we submit to him. Uh, in the same way as last week, what God will do as we submit to him and what he's doing in a process that we don't understand. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient. Now, this is, a, this is something, a spiritual exercise. It's a spiritual process that takes place. Um, so we're understanding behind all this, there's a spirit. But also, we understand from what we've just read, that there is the ability to, as it were, um, overcome, to uh, change to see this thing that we're going to focus on in mindset actually changed. It doesn't have to continue. Now, by way of understanding, in the Bible, um, we read a lot about heart, a lot about mind. They're actually often interchangeable. Heart and mind is often used in an interchangeable way. So just just bear that in mind. It, and, I mean, either involves intellect and motivation and emotions that's all involved in there so first of all let's have a look at how uh, mindsets are formed uh, and remember I said you, you kind of have to you have to concentrate a little bit all right you can't go to sleep this week okay the person next to you snoring give them a little gentle don't wake them too suddenly but just be kind okay all right you see we, we wrestle, as we've just read, weapons that we fight with are, are not the weapons of this world. Um, what we're dealing with here is an enemy, but mindsets are not necessarily as a result of a, a conscious invitation to believe something unhelpful or to take a position. It can kind of seep in it can kind of almost grow up inside. And often, what we need to understand, that the battle is not just the thought, but it is a weapon that's used by the enemy to take hold of that uh, and to use that uh, in, a, in a negative way, a way that will actually seek to bring us down. But of course... A mindset can be arrived at as a result, I have a right to hold my opinion. I have a right to see and do what I think. You know, that, that position can develop a particular mindset. And what about this one? Okay, well, look, you see it your way, I see it my way, so there we are. That's a dangerous place. Because that's saying, I am determining what is correct. I'm determining what is true. You can determine something else. There is, in that, only a reference to myself. There's no reference to what the Word of God says or what God is saying in, in, in any other way. It's a, a very kind of sealed up position 
where we determine what is true, where we determine what we're going to believe and the position that we're going to take. The Bible tells us also that we're, in, in Romans 6.16, that we are mastered by what we give ourselves to. We're mastered by it. So if we take a particular mindset, we can end up being under that mindset. In the same way as if we take a particular position, uh, if we give ourselves to something that's not helpful, let's say we give ourselves to something like pornography, we could end up being mastered by the very thing that we give ourselves to. If we give ourselves to, to gossip or listening to things, we end up being mastered by the fact that we receive something which is not just information, but is a spirit which causes a particular position or a mindset. See, the interesting thing we're talking about here is the these things are, can be lodged as hidden things, hidden issues, sins in the heart which can't be seen, mindset which needs to be corrected. I was hearing an illustration um, which I'm a little bit nervous about getting into. Um, you know, I have quite a, quite a background in IT. I was a director of a computer teaching company. Yes. I, I, at that time, I didn't know how to turn one on or off, but never mind. This is true. I'm telling the truth. But this, this illustration I was hearing was this. It's like a computer. Now, I, you know, if this gets too technical for you, you know, that's okay. Someone can explain it later. Uh, it has default positions. And there are certain things that you can change, but that default position, you can change certain things. I mean, you could change the font or something like that. But there is something which is kind of runs underneath as a default position. Anybody agreeing with that? Yes? See? IT. I'm your man. What we're talking about here is our default position. Now, I've asked Judy to help me because some of these things get a little bit complicated. So she's going to show us something uh, to help us to understand for those who, who like to learn more visually than audibly. See, we take care of everything here. I've just given you an IT lesson. Yeah. Is there any extra charge for that? Right. Okay, so Judy's going to show us, what is it called, a piping thing? Play-Doh. Oh, Play-Doh, okay, all right, Play-Doh. Whatever goes in... Wait a minute, can we have the... We might need the lights on as well, actually. Yeah. Can you see it okay? All right. The shape of it is determined by that nozzle. Change the nozzle and you get a completely different shape. Yeah? 
Can you see that? I mean, I've got a good view here. I can see it. You want, to, you want it held up? Can you tilt it up to the camera? Yeah? All right. Thank you, Judy. I was going to say something about my beautiful assistant, but it didn't seem right, you know. See, a mindset, whatever, whatever goes in, whatever information, whatever is put in, it's, it's shaped by that mindset in the same way as the nozzle shaped that, that Play-Doh. So, are you with me? A set of accepted truths often held subconsciously against which new ideas and concepts are evaluated. You got that? How many people got that? Hands up. I've got six of these, so we're going to have to get a move on. <laughs> set of accepted truths, they're accepted, often subconsciously, against which any new idea or concept is evaluated. Yeah? You are looking so, I mean, intelligent and, and concentrating. I'm impressed. I'm going to do more of this. An attitude or propensity to interpret data. Yeah? If my mindset is, shall I say, judgmental, then I will interpret anything in a judgmental way. I will make a judgment on it. It's about filtering. It's a filter that, that weeds out ideas that don't fit well with my current way of thinking. If I'm thinking success, if I'm thinking endeavour, anything that is contrary to that will kind of be weighed weeded out you want some more assumptions or methods that are established so we can't adapt or accept anything else it may be formed I always remember my father when he, he got a car he would only ever um use one particular type of petrol. Even though you could watch the petrol tanker delivery vehicle going from one garage to another and dropping off, whether it was in Texaco or BP, it was always the same. It may have been built on something that he'd heard, but he got a very fixed position. These things become quite difficult to get around when we're trying to make decisions becomes barrier to communications because you can't allow um, shared interpretation of, of identical situations. It has to be like that. It's fixed in a particular way. Now, if you, if you look into these things, you'll find there's a lot of talk, uh, quite a famous, I don't know what you call them, psychologist or whatever it is that looks into that, talks about um, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Um, the fixed is uh, here is how, how things are. They're never going to change. This is how it is. That's that. The growth mindset is the possibility for change and development. 
And I think that one fits a lot more with the purpose of God who is committed to our growth and development. Uh, So how about we just take a little moment to kind of engage personally in this? You up for that? Yeah? Otherwise we've just kind of got a lot of knowledge, interesting or otherwise. So here's how you engage. Hmm. Lord, is there some mindset that I have that needs to change? It's a prayer. You don't need to close your eyes. You can do if it helps. But if you want to engage actively, because God wants us to be doers, not just hearers of the word. God doesn't say these things, doesn't bring us to these things just for information only. It's always to purpose. So is there... Lord, some mindset that you would like to see changed in me. Yeah? That's how you become actively involved. It's very simple. It's a prayer. Yeah? Are you praying it? Are you saying it to God? Yeah? Anybody else? I saw two people over there nod. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Let me encourage you. To, since you're here anyway, well, you can get up and walk out, I know, but you're here for the next little while. I mean, to be actively involved could be worthwhile, yeah? Because we're going to believe that God is going to put his finger on the things that he wants to do. Again, he doesn't speak just for information only. It's for action uh, and for things to take place. In order for a mindset to change, we need a tool for change. What is, going to, what is going to happen? What is the tool? Well, God loves us so much, he has decided that he is a tool. He provides it. It's unseen. And we're ac- we access it again. Guess how? Through thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that you have brought me to such a place where you will change even the very mindset. Yes, I feel change is a little bit unsettling, a little bit uncomfortable. It takes me into areas that I'm not familiar with. But I thank you for your commitment, Lord, that you will take me further on in you to become more like you. It's a very good prayer, particularly when we realise that God is for us, that he looks after us, that he provides for us, that he directs us. Anybody read the book, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? No, not many. It's an amazing story of how a mindset completely changes lives of individuals and their children. All down to mindset. See, a mindset can end up blaming uh, faults, maybe rage or obsession or whatever, on past experience. The problem is we can choose. We can choose to become more than what has happened to us in the past. And one of the big factors in that is this change which is kind of unseen, internal, but very, very powerful. And it is of a 
spiritual nature, not in terms of trying to just think differently. Uh, when, um, <clears throat> when Dawn and I first um, were married, we would go to the shops and um, we maybe she was needing to get some clothes. I couldn't understand it. So let's just say she needed a, a coat, I don't know, some trousers and a dress or something like that. We'd go to the shops and we'd just get one. But we're going around all the shops. And the next week, we'd have to go again. Well, I mean, part of laying down my life was going to the shops in the first place. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't comprehend this. But you see... The mindset that she had was because of uh, limited finances in the background. If you had more than one thing, that was probably being greedy. Now, it didn't bear any relationship to the fact that there wasn't really a shortage of money. I was stockbroking. Um, there wasn't a shortage of time. We had the day. Uh, and it wasn't a shortage of goods in the shop. Uh, it was something that had to change in the mind. It had been built in. But when the mindset changed, and when I took out the second mortgage, <laughs> while we're talking about money, um, and I mentioned this before, in those years that, um, that I was stockbroking, somehow that whole money thing was kept at a distance. And even after I left that, um, was serving in the church, it was just at a distance. And then one day, I was invited to meet, to meet uh, for a weekend or so with some other leaders, with some prophets in, in the States. And they prophesied over me. And as they did, I felt something change. Uh, it wasn't money for me or anything like that. It was accessing the, the, something of the riches of this world. There was a change of mindset. Instead of being switched off, if you like, in a sense protected from it, something fundamentally changed. And pretty much so much of what we've been prepared to go into over the last 15 or 20 years uh, with LCP and all those things came about, first there had to be that mindset change about, um, I don't know, was it hospitals or injuries? I mean, I remember him. Uh, I know he won't mind me saying this. He ain't got much chance now, has he? <laughs> I remember him coming to visit me when I was in hospital and I couldn't understand. He was sort of standing out in the corridor and sort of peeping around the corner. I was very appreciative him coming and then, then uh, when I was back home um, and we had meetings in the bedroom, of course, I couldn't, that's where I was and that's where I couldn't leave. And uh, he would say, uh, do, you, do you need to have that plastered leg uh, uncovered? <laughs> no. Could you cover it up? <laughs> and then 
God began to say something and do something. He came to a point of decision where he needed, he desired, he wanted a mindset change. And then he, he, he stood here and he told us about watching all sorts of horrible programs just to kind of, just to sort of celebrate the fact that it no longer affected him. Something deep inside was changed. Remember Vivian? Yeah. And that mindset, that thing which was, was, had come about from, from experience of the past, of fear of water, there was a point where she somehow said, in God, in the purpose of God, it doesn't need to be. And she needed something that God would do that would change that. Nothing changes until the mindset changes. The mindset is very critical and very important. Let's talk about some other things. I, I want you to grasp this and understand it because I'm wanting action on this. Okay? In our involvements in other nations, we have come to understand that there are different ways of looking at things, including possessions and money. And so we were very, very interested to read a book where somebody who had a lot of experience of this, African Friends and Money Matters was the title of the book, that actually explained the different attitudes. And we learned things from that. We learned, um, I'm thinking particularly, uh, I guess we particularly picked it up first in uh, probably Africa, maybe, maybe Sierra Leone, what we call the one-pot mentality. Instead of monies being set aside and appropriated for certain things, whatever was there was available for whatever came up. The problem is, with that system, uh, is that maybe what's there is already there in order to pay for something to which there's a commitment. So, you know, it's, it's great in one respect, but damaging in another. You He doesn't come from Africa. <laughs> All right. We ought to continue to pray for hands. He has a heavy cross to bear. As you see, look, from each, each the back and front of him right now. Poor guy. All right. I have found um, that we can, we can do, by the way, God requires us to manage. Do you know the word, another word for manage? Budget. Yeah, there's the same base meaning in that. I'm not just talking money, talking time, talking energy, talking when we sleep, when we wait, all that sort of thing. But we can have, as we do, seek to help and have systems and ways of doing it, but um, nothing actually changes until the mindset changes. A, a willingness to see and to think differently and approach things in a way that is glorifying to God. So it's, it's very, very key, this issue of mindset. And you see, the problem is, this is not about people kind of, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it different. It's simply not seeing the better way. 
because of something that's, that's a kind of blockage there, something that's got in the way, something which is a problem. And if we look back to again to that verse... In uh, 2 Corinthians 10, that I looked at earlier on, if a thought is not taken captive as God tells us to and therefore empowers us to, I woke him in the night and I had this funny thought and it was troubling. I'm not going there and I don't have to go there because God has given me of his power not to have to go there. Yeah? I, don't, I can bring that thought into captivity. If it's not, according to what we read, it becomes a pretension that is a false claim. Then an argument, it begins to war against other things. And then it becomes a stronghold. In fact, it's got a grip. So it has to be dealt with. We bring these things into captivity. Otherwise, we open the door for a spiritual factor that takes hold of things and takes it in the way that the enemy wants it to go. Let's talk for a moment about culture. Because whether you're from the UK or any other nation, we all have cultures. Even in the UK, there will be different cultures, and I'm sure that's the case in every, in every nation. Let's think. Culture is something which is, is planted and encouraged. That's where the word comes from. It's a farming word. Planted and encouraged. It's a culture. Encouraged to grow. What we're looking at this morning is where a new truth, a new reality could come in so powerfully that it displaces or changes that particular position. So there's a, a mindset change, and nothing changes until the mindset changes. Yeah? I wonder if we could all say that. Nothing changes until the mindset changes. You sound so good. It's like a choir. Do it again. Nothing changes until the mindset changes. Mm, mm. I should have tried that before. All right, let's have a little look at a Bible story to help us understand that. Let's go to one that we know well. Um, Story in 1 Samuel 17, David and Goliath. Who knows the story of David and Goliath? Yeah? Four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, okay. Good. All right. We see here that a mindset is formed by hearing what the giant says. Uh, In verse 4, 1 Samuel 17, uh, I'm of course looking at his size as well. So what is seen and what is heard can go in and form a mindset. He was over nine feet tall, bronze helmet, coat of scale armor, weighing 5,000 shekels, etc., etc. Dirty great spear, um, shield bearer went ahead of him, and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, oh, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Uh, I'm going to overcome, I'm going to kill you. Um, 
And the long and short of it was the effect of listening to the enemy formed a mindset that was propelled by fear. And in fact, it wasn't propelled, it was, it was paralysed by fear. Then, of course, we see a little bit later on when David goes uh, to, to tackle him. And this is, I'm jumping through to verse 43. I'm not planning to go all through the story. I'm assuming that pretty much you'll know the story, yeah? If you don't, then you can read it afterwards, 1 Samuel 17. It's a great story. Or I'll tell it to you if you want. I like telling the story. Right, where was I? 43. Um, Am I a dog, this is speaking to David, that you come at me with sticks? Uh, Come here, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Hmm. So, there was an entry, or the potential of an entry, but in David's case, as against the Israelite army, his response was to was to choose the truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in choosing the truth, it's just coming down a little bit further, um, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you, ha, 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 in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down. There is a, <clears throat> a confrontation right there. You've got the whole of the army of Israel paralyzed, completely stuck, and nobody, kind of understandably, wanting to go and fight this giant who was saying, you know, let it, let it make whoever wins out of me and you that will decide the battle. And David comes along, just a boy, um, hardly looking the most likely person, and yet he's somebody who is deciding to trust in what God has said. And interestingly, he speaks about his, his past victories, um, the things that he knows and can trust God in Um, and uh, he said the Lord who delivered me this is verse 37 so he's got this thing going on and he's got a battle to face with Goliath his father hadn't even considered him earlier on he was just a boy looking after the sheep his brothers said who the heck do you think you are I mean he doesn't exactly say that but it basically comes down to that uh, Goliath is uh, dissing him. Um, Saul can't believe, Saul the king can't believe he can do it. He's got quite a lot of potential there to form a mindset. What breaks it, what breaks it is the fact that he's choosing to receive who God is and what God is saying. It's a choice. He's empowered to make that choice. And this is what he says having talked about things that he'd done in the past. I was a bit of a lad. You know, when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. You know, it's, it's not like Tiddlywinks, is it? I mean, he's, he's really uh, got a bit of a background. The, but here's the point. 
Verse 37, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. What he's doing is he's coming back to something which is true. He may, whether he felt it or not, is beside the point. But he was choosing to come back and seeing that we also can stand in such a place. Revelation 12 speaks about overcoming by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. Seeing here, this is not Philistine versus Israelites, but this is God. Behind this is God. Behind this is God's will and God's purpose and God's plan. Then, of course, you've got this situation where Saul says, all right, okay, then I'll let you go and fight the giant. But i tell you what, here's my armour. Of course, it didn't fit. It was good armour, probably the best you could get. But it didn't fit him. You see, this is not about trying to get some fix into the thing. It doesn't work. This is about coming back. He was coming back to trust God himself. Fixing it, trying to work it through, trying to contain it. When we looked a few weeks ago at the story of uh, blind Bartimaeus, we, we learned there that he had to be prepared to lay aside the things that were helping him in his present situation, helping him to manage as best he could in that situation. You remember, he, he had the, uh, we assumed, a begging bowl and a cloak, and he had to put them aside, the things which were helping him to maintain position in that time and in that place. So here in this situation, there's a turning aside no, I don't want what this world can give me. I don't want this fix. I don't want self-help. I'm choosing to depend on God himself. And we come back yet again to that 2 Corinthians 10 scripture. Recognize also in Zechariah 4 that Bible tells us it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Brothers and sisters, what I'm wanting us to get hold of this morning is here's something that God will do, that you need God to do, and it does transform our lives. It's a change of mindset. You've already asked, many of you have already said, Lord, what is the mindset that you want me to change? I am trusting that something at that point dropped into your thinking. You got some understanding. And if you didn't get it then, be sure you will get some understanding what God wants to change in terms of a mindset. So David goes with what he feels he should. What has he got? He's not wrestling against flesh and blood in the way that we very obviously is, but he sees that this is a bigger battle, a bigger issue, that first of all had to change. Instead of being like the rest, he had to be seeing that with God's help, he could overcome this situation. God could use him. It was a completely different mindset. And so he has his staff, according to the story here, his sort of sling like a catapult thing, and five stones. Tell you a funny story? Tell you a funny story? Yeah. yeah. 
I do this so that you can wake up gently, you know. Um, Judy was telling me uh, a little while ago, uh, they, in their garden they've got some, some stones, like ornamental stones, you know. And she saw Caleb with five of these. She said, what, why have you got those stones? He said, well, you never know when they're going to come in handy. <laughs> See, David is not coming with weapons or a new way of thinking. Or He's coming with what God's giving. There's a completely different position. Because he's heard, he's seen, he's trusting God. Bringing something new something different to what has happened before. And there's a spiritual battle going on. If you read here, um, you've got not only the size of Goliath, but you've got him um, cursing David by his gods. I mean, you can reckon there's a fair spiritual battle. So it brings us back to that verse. This is a spiritual thing. God is the one who guarantees to us as well outcome and victory the mindset that he would have us to have is that I can do all things through Christ the enemy would have us to focus on what we don't have and can't do but rather we can choose to focus on what he says declare his truth looking unto Jesus turning to him declaring his truth against the devil's lies Oh, well, I'm not very good at this. Oh, I can't do that. Well, I've never been able to. Well, I've always felt this way. Well, I've always handled things this way. It's always been like this. That's a declaration that pleases the enemy. But the fact God wants something, I can be different from the inside. Yes. A mindset can change. And I can be absolutely changed and the outcome will be victory. Breaking through. Looking unto Jesus. Recognizing what he's promised. But not just looking at his promise, looking at the one who makes the promise is the big issue. That he's able, not wavering, not doubting. Very, very key, very important. Promises to keep our mind in perfect peace if it's set upon him, keep us in perfect peace if our mind is set upon him. So we feed the right mindset. Your word have I hid in my heart. Romans 12, be transformed. Transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. The change of mindset is transforming. Set your mind on things above. Colossians 3, Philippians 4, 8. Whatsoever is true, honourable, just and pure, think on these things. You know, guys, we, we have to protect our minds. Protect our minds so that we're not fighting against the things that we see, the things that we hear. There's some things 
Better not to see them in the first place. Better not to hear them. Better not to engage with it in the first place. You know, why, why choose more battles than you need? You know, let's live for the quiet life. Let's live for the effective life rather than choosing battles. Trusting him in all times. The doorway to change only opens from the inside. You know, the, um, in the original Greek, you know the word we use, repentance? Do you know what it means? Metaneo. Do you know what that means? Change your mind. Yeah, change your mind. Yeah. See, we're not really talking of an emotional response. That's not the same as change. We're talking about coming back to a situation. Oh, yeah, I mean, we all mess up. But I'm talking about a new normal, something that is fundamentally different. It's a new outlook. It's a new way of seeing things. It's God's way. Change of mindset. Nothing changes until the mindset changes. What do you think? Hmm? You up for it? Okay. Let's take a little few moments to pray then and turn this to God and ask him to confirm his word with signs following. And what's the sign we're going to ask for? Change mindset. Yeah? We want his, his power. Remember we said this is, this is not about kind of cartwheels of the mind. This is about deciding, using the things that we've looked at, embracing truth, bringing every thought into captivity, seeing that this is a spiritual battle, seeing that he has promised victory, recognising that unless we have this we're bound to, to filter things in the same way as we saw in Judy's illustration. Whatever goes in will, be, will come out that same shape. It will come out according to the mindset. Now, here's the good thing. This could be a little change, but this could also be life-changing life-changing a changed person because something fundamentally comes into line with God yeah let's pray Lord we we come to this subject with a recognition of your plan and purpose for our development, for us to go from one degree of glory to another. And at this time, Lord, young or old, whatever personality disposition, whatever background, whatever culture, whatever ethnic background, Lord, we all come exactly the same before you. And Lord, where we've asked 
for mindsets that you would like changed. We just offer that to you right now. Take a moment in the quietness of your own heart just to lay it before God. Not only asking him, but where you know, tell him, I want, Lord, that mindset to change. I want to bring every thought into captivity. I don't want any pretensions, any false claims, any strongholds. And now we invite you, Lord, in the power of your Holy Spirit, to come amongst us and to do what only you can do. Lord, we have settled before you that need. We've settled before you positions, mindsets that we actually do see need changing. And we're still open, Lord, to you show us others. But we ask now, Lord, that you would confirm your word with signs following, that this day, in the power of your might, there would be a change, a powerful change in mindsets, a change, Lord, that would help us to be more like you, reflecting who you are, showing you through us in new measure, a new way, causing us, Lord, to be more powerful, in our representation of you than ever before. We call upon you, Lord, in Jesus' name to do that.